Well, folks, it's time to suit up for another episode of The Soul Sessions. But with me today, they are showing up and showing off. Judas Gray, welcome to the show. Thank you, thank you. I saw you had Ronan on, so I was like, ah. Always, absolutely. But Judas, you know, every guest has a story and every story has a beginning. How did your story begin within the world of professional wrestling? Jeff Hardy. I feel like he's kind of the most common answer nowadays. Mm -hmm. But uh, my first memory is watching him lose to cm punk oh. uh like in the steel cage match and not having any idea what was going on just like oh this this, this guy's cool and then watching a bunch of jeff hardy matches on youtube and be like ah, this is going to be my whole personality now so yeah it's a hell of a way you know jeff is just such a, a great wrestler that connects with people what is it about jeff hardy you think that has got that connective energy with fans Oh, God, I wish I knew, because then I'd steal it all. Um, I don't know. Like, for me, watching him, I just like different the energy. Like, it's like, look cool. Just, mm. You get all, you get your John Cena's and your Randy Orton's, so like, you know, muscular, muscular guys, big guys. And you just got this, like, sick guy just doing whatever. Like, he doesn't do the fanciest slips in the world, but... Does them all. I did it off a ladder. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Well, fair enough. You know, as well, you know, it just shows that Jeff's character and style, you know, sort of that go against the norm look. You know, why why do you think like that kind of that go against the style look is so connected with people? I think because there's obviously a big there's a big graphic of people. Like most people who watch wrestling aren't the same size as John Cena. Let's mm. be honest. None of us are. Uh, we're not Brock Lesnar. It's the same thing as Rey Mysterio, you know, like well, by all means, he's fucking, he's in great shape, but he's still like tiny in the comparisons to all those people. So I think there's a bit more of like the, oh, I can actually be a bit more like this guy to things like, oh, the hair color, like anyone can dye their hair, you know, mm -hmm. uh, the wristbands and all that stuff. You can't, you're not just going to wake up one day and be jacked as shit, but oh, can I swear on this? Yeah, Scottish, mate. We're, 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 oh. we're in a country of fucking swears. We love it. Okay, thank God. Uh, yeah, so, like, you're not going to wake up and be jacked as shit, but you could go feasibly out and buy a tank top and a pair of cargo trousers and walk around and, you know, like, yeah, just, it's more relatable, I think. And he just mm -hmm. had that cool style, I think, that at the time, like, he, he, must, he was, like, on on the edge of it and everyone's like, actually no that is quite cool oh definitely as well you know jeff's had a great career time in we tna and now aw i want to know you judas as a fan of jeff hardy what do you prefer his tna run or his wwe run so i only was like started properly watching wrestling by the time he was in tna Ooh. um i'll always prefer like i'll say the first run for wwe but i'd like that's not including the stint where he goes to TNA in between. But, like, mm -hmm. obviously, his his like TLC, his title wins and all that. The one, when they came back at WrestleMania, like, the nostalgia pop, that was the first WrestleMania I ever watched live, so I, was, I remember sitting there watching it illegally on my phone and being like, oh my fucking god. <laughs> like, buzzing. Uh, 
but like it was never the same, which is really upsetting because I feel like he could have done more than they gave him. But Bow was prefer prefer the the first stint at WWE. But his TNA run, for as much shit as people give it, I liked it. So I, I will stand by it. Absolutely, you know, you became a champion as well. Why do you think people view Jeff and TNA negatively and just TNA neg- negatively in a whole? I mean, it's Victory Road, isn't it? It's mm. Victory Road. Like, there's not. It's Victory Road. Yeah. Uh, but TNA is a whole because it's the opposite of WWE and they don't like it. But I'm like, as a kid, I didn't see much of a difference. I was like, ah. Yeah, of course not. So they can't, we can't see that. True, wrestling is wrestling at the end of the day. We're kind of seeing that now with AEW as well, sort of people bashing on it because it's the alternative. Why do you think people are so conflictive to change or an alternative in wrestling? I just think you get your hardcore fans who are just... Some people are so, like, set on things. Like, it has to be like this, it has to be like that. Isn't it? Like, WWE is entertainment at the end of the day. It's stories and all this stuff. Uh, you know, all those little things. Like, there's two different things of, like, TV wrestling and, like, the indie wrestling. I think, I remember someone saying about how you can tell who was on the circuits as an indie wrestler during lockdown, because when they were doing, like, before the Thunderdome, and there was no crowd, you could tell who was, like, used to having, you know, 10 people in the crowd, compared to, like, the big megastars who've never done that before. And it was very different for them. Uh, but some people just can't accept that, I think. I think some people get really annoyed by it. And I'm like, can you not just enjoy both? Of course, absolutely. There's no harm in enjoying both or enjoying one or the other. You know, it's not like you're going to get done in for it. <laughs> exactly. But Judas, I want to know, when did you step into becoming a professional? And what was it that lit the spark if you're saying, I want to go and actually get in the ring? Uh, it was, I think it was like, it was one of those childhood dreams, like everyone wants to be a footballer and stuff. I wanted to be a wrestler. And I turned 18 and got my first job and stuff. And I was like, I, I now have money, I have time. Like I could I could give this a try. Mm-hmm. And I started looking into it. And it just so happened that Joe had Joe Henry had videos up like how to become a pro wrestler. And then it turned out he was doing like a live podcast thing, like the same week I started looking into it. So I was like, oh, you know what, I'll go, I'll go. And my ex at the time had like, she was like, oh, just, you know, go, it'll be good for you. Was like, go. And I went and he announced that he was going to be opening a school. And I was like, oh, well, that's convenient, isn't it? Hmm. Uh, so come September of 2019, I think, 2019, uh, he'd started that and I'd gone. And it was... I think the first class was literally like a bit of cardio, uh, like lockups and maybe headlocks. And like now, if I was to do a whole session on that, I'd be like, fucking hell, my brain is gone. But then I was like, oh, this is so exciting. But it's just lockups and headlocks. Mm-hmm. Like, and I was like, okay, that's, that's probably a good sign that I actually like this because just done the most boring basic thing in the world. And I enjoyed all three hours of it. So, <laughs> a nice wind of change, you know, a nice informative and doing something you love. You know, was there something when you were training that really surprised you from being a fan's perspective? You know, either like the ropes or like 
taking your first bump or something. Or oh, the ropes fucking suck. <laughs> fucking suck. Oh my god. Hitting those ropes and then like the next day having the bruises on your back. Jesus <sighs> Christ. Like even the derby yesterday, like before anything's in, before the fans are in, I like to go on the ropes. I like to see what it's like. And I'm hitting the ropes. I'm like, bloody hell, these are tight. Jesus Christ. Uh, which, like, it can be a good thing, but, like, sometimes when you're, like, you're not warmed up to it and you hit it, you're just, damn, sucks. That was, that was like, the biggest thing, just being like, what the fuck? Why is that so sore? Them fucking ropes. Hey, do you think fans, if they were to get in and hit the ropes, they would appreciate how sore it can be? If they were to do it properly, I think so. Because you mm-hmm. can, like, you can run and hit the ropes like Snoop Dogg and you'll be fine. You know? Or yeah. you can, like, give it your all and you're like, Ooh, I've got bruises all over me now. Nice. Mm, absolutely. You know, you mentioned Joe Hendry there. Joe is an exceptional talent doing great stuff. He did great stuff in ICW, now doing stuff in Impact. Learning under Joe, what was that like? It's it's weird for me because I see so many people look up to Joe. Like, I we go to these shows and he's there. And there's these people who I think are like, you know, the levels above me and I'm looking mm. at them talk to Joe about all these things like what they should be doing and stuff but like to me Joe's just my coach like it's Joe like I go to training he's there I, I chat with him but I forget that like he is he goes to America all the time he's in Australia just now and people love him and want to get autographs and everything with him I just what oh yeah like I kind of forget that like you are a big deal and not just like you know my coach joe henry so it's it's weird seeing that but in terms of learning from him like it's he basically anytime he goes somewhere it's like cool so he's been training a lot with like uh, natalia and stuff whilst he's over in america and he comes back and he's like cool so i i learned this from these people and uh if it's good enough for these people performing on wrestlemania it's damn well good enough for you and i'm like yeah that sounds like sound logic to me hmm. you know yeah absolutely if it works for the big stars then it'll work for anyone you know what was something that he brought back that you've really held that uh, knowledge well oh, since he's been away there's been like loads of different little things like before he was very not that he's not like very technique based on a lot of things and things being safe hmm. but with him being on tv I think just maybe more pacing of stuff. Uh, like you can do things well and you can do them fast, but like I guess the prime example of like something is like Shawn Michaels. He might mm-hmm. do something a bit slower, but like the facial reaction is maybe worth that bit more. It's again that like TV versus indie wrestling where you've got Osprey and Ricochet who did that amazing like bunch of flips but the pop was the simultaneous bang hold you know mm-hmm. uh if you're all, it's like that for tv and he comes back and he's like yeah just give everything enough time slow it down get the reactions and all and just make sure everyone you know can see you like practice for hard cam like one of the first things in my first ever match i had my, i did it went backstage 
and you know you're asking for feedback and stuff and one of the things someone says to us is they literally come up and they go you can tell you're trained by joe because you wrestle like you're on tv hmm. and i was like that's a weird thing to hear but like i, I understand it now because just the way we structured it and everything mm-hmm. so it was just night it's it's like okay i can i can see that now but because we have you know, Ian Skinner, we have Emerson Jane and DCT, all these people helping us. You get all these different points of views. Mm. And it just, it's nice to see, but we don't see Joe as much now. It's like, you know, twice, twice a month or something like that. But you'll usually come back and you'll be like, right, here's a, a, a load of information that I've learned. And then you work on that, and the next time he comes back, he's like, "Right." So, I'm really horrible at answering these sort of questions. So I just ramble. Don't worry, my friend. Absolutely perfect. You know, as well, Judas. You know, there's many other great places in the UK to learn, like seminars and stuff like that. And I know you would go to FPWA, and they've had great seminars. They're like, "Wow, boar!" You know, what was it like going to other places for seminars? Uh, at first, I was really nervous about doing them because mm. I just hate meeting new people i'm horrible at it um but now it's like a lot more comfortable especially up in fpwa because all the guys and girls up there are just sound so mm-hmm. but it's like one of the ones that i think stuck with me the most was like the mandrews uh, mark andrews seminar just because i think a lot of what he was saying kind of at the point i was at was very helpful about basing about showing us how to do all these moves and stuff and i might not use every single one of them every single Mm -hmm. match but it's the one i like always remember the most but uh i love going to seminars i i would go to so many more if i could i know chris ridgeway is doing like a week-long one in august and unfortunately i can't go to that one Mm. but uh on monday i go to wxw in Germany for a week with Ronan King and you know that's a school that loads of people have recommended to me uh Leighton Buzzard Emerson James DCT uh obviously you get the likes of like Gunther and everything were there at some point so it's obviously they're doing something right over there so they're making the stars you know and what would be a dream seminar for you Judith? if you have to sit down with someone and pick their mind for an hour or two what would be your dream seminar oh i maybe aj styles or Shawn michaels just because i feel like in terms of build and just the way matches and everything like as much as i love jeff hardy I don't feel like he consciously knows how everyone loves him. I think he just goes out there and he does him like he does whatever he wants. He just does himself, mm-hmm. and people just vibe with it. Whereas you take Shawn Michaels, you take AJ Styles, and it's like, okay, what are you guys doing? That how are you structuring your matches how what's your thought process on this what's your your thinking on that and just i would sit there for ages i'd be like right here's a list of matches i need you to explain this for me mm-hmm. now of course hey it's always great to learn new 
mindsets and you know techniques and skills you know every day is a school day as they say but obviously you mentioned someone there Ronan King who you've had a match with you know at Discovery going against Ronan he's a bit of a cheeky lad I won't lie what's it like facing Ronan it's it's so entertaining to see like how much grief he gets just for being arrogant and I love it and um, especially considering he's from Aberdeen so I'm like and you have no right to be as arrogant as you are because nothing good has come from Aberdeen like tell me one Sir Alex Ferguson maybe nah, is he even from one. Aberdeen he just taught them or he just coached them like what it's a fake accolade it's a fake exactly accolade. exactly like nothing good has come from Aberdeen so uh but he's he's good fun um we have like similar thought processes on matches so we just like to go out there and try scare everybody the best we can that's so. the best that's the best way to do it my friend obviously you know discovery wrestling the disco derby was yesterday you know you were in it obviously sadly you wouldn't win but emerson jane would win you know wasn't mean to see someone like emerson jane who's an absolute talent win the disco derby oh well i love it you know uh she does so much for me and ron king and she's so good at the school and teaching us all these different techniques and she's working everywhere and you know she's got so much momentum behind her and even like just seeing how the crowd reacted to everything she did um yesterday it's like oh you that's when you look at something like oh, okay they can mm-hmm. go um i was happy i was very happy to see her win it she deserves it uh especially like the ending stretch as well was just so oh. good she was she was so tired um because she'd done what did she do i think she had the wild boar match the day before and oh, yes. then she'd flown up from like that's mental it's a mental schedule as well i mean god damn and also that chop as well she took in the ring Oof, shit. i wouldn't yeah. love seeing that man jesus christ yeah she she's she's one of those ones where it's like just just beat her up i remember doing a trade-off with her and her being like hit me harder and I was like, are you okay <laughs> um no she's great she's just she's got so much knowledge and she, i think she was she wasn't like too confident on being a teacher before and then joe was like slowly convincing her and now she's gotten used to it. i think she's she's really enjoying it mm-hmm. and helping like the likes of me and ronan get other opportunities because she sees how hard we work mm-hmm. and like it's it's nice to see someone you're looking up to who's helping you do well because you're like okay this is what they're doing and if i'm on the right course if this is the path they're going and i'm going this it's like okay i can do that too mm-hmm. you just gotta wow. stay the course absolutely stay the course you know and do great things you know another promotion you wrestle for is community pro wrestling obviously we've had the uh, the champion on thatcher right who's an interesting individual old thatcher i want to know is that championship are you eyeing for that are you going to dethrone the disciple of margaret thatcher i feel like i need to win first don't i I feel like I can't really come in and be like, I want a title shot now when I've not actually uh, won a match there. Um, but I'm booked in the September shows. So 
uh, if Mr. Manable gets his shit together, <laughs> sir, if you're watching this, you bald prick, help me. <laughs> um, hopefully that should that should change, but I'm just not too keen on fighting a Tory. Like, I like getting the booze, and I feel like I just I'll suddenly turn face, and I don't want that. No, nah, I'm I don't. Um... I don't want to be in the ring and everyone be like cheering me. I'm like, no, I don't like you people. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> Don't cheer me. If I win this belt, you're getting treated worse. Hey, Judas, the enemy of my enemy is my friend sometimes when you go against the Tory. True, but like, no. I don't like, I don't like people. <laughs> don't fair cheer dude. for me. Hey, fair dues, my friend. Fair dues. But I know in community, you would actually face Joe Hendry in a match. You know, facing your trainer. What was that like in a wrestling match with fans and everything? It's always worse when I face Joe because I've done it twice now. And both times I was like 10 times more nervous than I am for anything else. And I can't tell you why it's like the common denominator is the fact that it's Joe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'll, I'll go out and I'll just be exhausted. Like nothing's even happened. And I'm like, okay. Oh, my energy has just depleted. Um, it happened at Carnival and then it happened again there. And it's like, I think just the, because you know it's Joe and people will probably be like, oh, but you don't deserve it. You know, you're like, oh, crap. You get a bit more nervous. Um, but it went well. I didn't, I didn't, uh, you know, break his nose another way. So that was encouraging. Uh, but it was, yeah, it was nerve wracking. I wanted, I was gassed just from standing still and being like oh jesus christ and the nerves but once it once it starts i feel like it kind of goes away it's like you take that first bump and you're like oh never mind it's like an adrenaline spike again yeah well hey you've done well my friend and you finished the match and that's the main thing that counts and you made the story survived exactly exactly you know and we're going to see with the uk wrestling scene have a massive you know massive explosion of awesomeness with aw all in coming later in the year i want to know just are you excited for the event and also people underestimated how we could sell out or get a massive amount of tickets made for Wembley. why do you think people uh underestimated the uk fans i feel like probably because the uk scene does you get the big boom and then it goes back down and they think ah it doesn't exist anymore mm-hmm. like no that's not how it works like the big you have the big boom then you steal all the big stars so then you have to rebuild them all. And then when they start to rebuild, you know, then you'll see this, like the scene be absolutely buzzing again. And it'll happen again. It'll be buzzing. And then they'll steal all the big stars. And the shows might not be as busy because all the big names are gone. But then they'll build up the big names. You'll find the new future stars. And more people start coming back and coming back. And it's just a rinse and repeat. But that doesn't mean the fans are there. It just, just means their favorite wrestlers aren't on the local show anymore mm-hmm. and they need to find someone else they like and just that how it happens and i think because people see shows aren't as busy sometimes they're like oh oh it's not it's not succeeding oh it's not successful it's like no just you know maybe uh discovery has you know joe has gene big demo and what happens when joe's in australia what happens if big demo gets snatched up with gene gets snatched up you know mm-hmm. 
then you're like, okay, well, you got to build up some more stars. You got to build up some big names again. And it, that stuff takes time. You can't just go, right, here you go. This is, this is your new top guy. Like you have to, you have to build to it mm-hmm. and it takes time. So, exactly. You know, good things come to those that wait and, you know, kind of describing the UK wrestling thing. It's like a Phoenix, you know, it'll have its moments of shine, then disperse, but then it'll always flame up again. I think it's exactly, way. exactly. Now, obviously I want to know, Drew, this, you know, if Tony Khan came to you and said, Hey, I want to showcase you on all in, I want, I want you to have a match, you know, but you could pick anyone of the AW roster to have a match with. And I guess Darby. Just, Allen. Darby. No. I, I would love to have a match with Jeff Hardy, but someone asked me this question before about like, Oh, are you, Prime Jeff Hardy, sure, but Jeff Hardy now, it's. I would love him to be there to like, help build the match, mm-hmm. and you know, give the advice on what he thinks should happen and stuff. But in terms of the actual match, you need people who are, physically, up to scratch, to like do such a thing, and just I. Uh, I feel like Darby Allen's like the closest comparison to just like the natural energy. Uh, I like we, I like the spots, the swanton onto the fucking Jeff onto the chairs. Like, Oof. I want that. I want that. God damn it! <laughs> An absolutely memorable moment. I, I've always thought that Darby Allen will be the one to beat MJF for the title. Do you agree with that? Do you think he's the one? I'm just trying to think about who else. <sighs> Because he's so good, but I feel like if one of the pillars were going to beat him, it probably would have been in that match. Mm. But also, is it is Jungle Boy like statistically the worst in terms of like? I think I, with his promo, he's been beat by most of them, right? Yeah, he's been beaten by most of them. I. So I feel like they could probably build him up to do it. Um, Darby, I just feel like if they just have him win matches it just gives him a big enough he doesn't have to have a title on him mm-hmm. i feel like mgf with the title helps boost the company not so much mgf mgf is just he's like meme worthy he's everywhere all the time he's creating clips you know he doesn't need the title having mm-hmm. the title on him helps create relevancy um whereas like sammy guevara jungle boy Sammy Guevara just does mad flips as well. Like, they get all the clips. I feel like Jungle Boy probably has the least amount of relevancy out of the four of them. I mm-hmm. feel like if he's the one to beat MGF and is given a bit more spotlight, a bit more dominance, it can help. Also, just more of a mean streak. I want to see him just kill everybody. Well, he's definitely turned heel now and he's going against Hook, so maybe that will be the start of... Jungle Boy's mental rage for the title. Surprises. Exactly. Well, you know, Judas Gray, I very much appreciate you coming on the Soul Sessions, but what I like to do with every guest, you know, if people have loved when they heard of you, I want to see you in action. What kind of dates have you got lined up in the future? Okay, so I don't know which ones have been announced. Um, so, obviously, I've got Community Pro at the end of September. Is it the... I actually can't remember the dates. It's 20-something. I want to say like the 28th and the 27th, but I could be wrong. Just go to Community Pro Wrestling's Twitter and Facebook, wherever, and you'll see me on a poster. And there you go. That's I'm on that show. Easy, easy. Um, as far as I'm aware, I should be at 
uh, Ruggy Slam for Attitude Pro on is that September twenty eighth? That this is like the closest bookings I've ever had, and I already get the dates mixed up. End of September, I'll be in a be in and around Glasgow wrestling about. Um, that's the only ones I like can solidly say are confirmed or announced at the moment. I feel like the rest are either not announced or not confirmed. So I'm like, well, we've got to have some surprises. You know, we can't have everything <laughs> released. But don't worry, folks. You know. Just so the viewers aren't lazy, I'm going to have your Instagram link in the description of this video. They can click it, follow you, and check you out and learn more of the chronicles of Judas Gray. Well, thank you very much, my friend. And viewers, thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Soul Sessions.